Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled, I Can Hear the Rustle in the Mulberry Trees. I Know the Move is On. It shall be focused on 2 Samuel chapter 5. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in this scripture, we learn how Lord David, every single decision he had to make, he consulted you. We see the first time the Philistines came, he consulted you how it should go. And the second time, he didn't just go on an assumption that you would do the same thing he did prior. He asked you again. So, Father, we see great character in that. And, Father, help us to be of the same way. Speak to us today in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 2 Samuel chapter 5. Chapter 5. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou wast he that leddest out and broughtest in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem under the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither. Thinking, David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth up to the gutter, and smiteth the Jebusites, and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort, and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. And David went on, and grew great, and the Lord God of hosts was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David an house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem, after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. And these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shamua, and Shobab, and Nathan, and Solomon, Ibhar also, and Elishua, and Nephig, and Japhiah, and Elishima, and Eliada, and Eliphalet. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it, and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came, and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, 
And David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again, and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so, as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Israel and the Church Part 3. This was preached in 1953 on March the 27th. We'll begin in paragraph 44 up to paragraph 97. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Right, we was talking of Abraham and how God took Sarah and Abraham when they was a hundred years old and turned them back to a young man and woman again and give them this baby. That was kind of hard to see at first. But after you look at the scriptures, look down there and find out what's taking place, you see it's the truth. What was he doing? Confirming his word that someday we who turn old and gray and wrinkled, someday we'll spring back to a young man and young woman again. God gave us life and we come to the maturity. Death set in, taking us away. But all that death can do is take us away. Then it's finished. Then all the the whole doubt and part and everything, it's like the man life in there has gone out. Then there's nothing left but perfection. What this body was when it was in perfection, what God intended when it resurrects in the resurrection, it'll be perfection. Amen. Amen. Oh, when I think of that, my heart just turns flip-flops. It's not just a mythical dream. It's thus saith the Lord. God said so. Then I'll base my life right there. Yes, sir. God said so. That settles it forever. It's settled in heaven. And if a little piece of heaven's in our heart, it'll settle it there. That's all. That just makes it all right. God, you said so. I believe it. And that's just all that's enough. Now, now we bring them down just before the journey. And we find out there that when Moses, we got it last night, coming down into the herding Jethro's sheep, and we come to find out that God spoke to him and Moses wanted to see his glory, and God showed him his glory. And it was performing miracles and divine healing. Is that right? That must be God's glory. Talk about the kind of glory we ought to have it tonight. And brethren, we're all Christianum is looking for the coming of the Lord and the rapture of the church. All it's got uh, any knowledge of the word. Well, if we can't have faith enough for divine healing, how are we going to have rapture in faith? Oh, I believe there's a great calling coming forth. I believe as David said, he laid there and waited until he listened and waited. After a while, he heard the rushing wind going through the mulberry leaves, going on out. He knew God was going before him. Oh, brother, I'm listening for the rushing of the leaves, the noise in the mulberry bushes, God going before the battle. 
Then let's rise and put on a full armor of God, pull the sword, go after it. The battle belongs to us, then. When we see the hand of God moving on through signs and wonders, let's start following on. Now, later we find out that Moses got all busy in his clergy work and he forgot something. The most fundamental thing that he, that he, that he should have done, he forgot. He was taking right on the eve of deliverance. He was taking his son down in Egypt uncircumcised. And Zipporah, God would have slayed him in the end. But Zipporah circumcised the child. The seal of the covenant. You see it? Before there can be deliverance, Every person must be in the covenant because God's got a covenant today. And so Zipporah circumcises the child, the covenant, and turned the wrath of God. And friends, today, all of us are having great revivals or trying to have, but we're forgetting God's seal of the covenant. The Holy Spirit. The rejected stone. The very, the mortar that mixes and sticks the box together. How are we going to do it without that? God said it will come to pass that I'll write my laws upon the tables of their hearts. Precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, hold fast to that what's good. With stammer lips and with other tongues will I speak to this people. And this is the rest. Isaiah 28. All this they would not hear. Turned away, wagging their heads. Man fighting his way to destruction. Then we find that after the wrath of God had been turned away, they are down in Egypt now to deliver the children of, of Israel. I think this is a beautiful chapter. I must read just some of it anyhow, if we don't get to all of it. The 12th chapter, let's begin now, of Exodus 12, reading and hurrying right along. I'll try not to wear you out because we've got a long time to go yet. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron. I'll wait just a moment so you'll be sure to get the reading of the Scripture, for if you miss it, such beautiful types. I love it. Now here's the sacrifice we're going to speak of now. Now they'd had plague after plague. God had performed all kinds of miracles and signs. Oh, how I'd like to ride on that a little while. God, just at the eve of deliverance, began to show signs and wonders and miracles. See? God is always a living tense. He told Moses, I am... Not I was or I will be, I am now, present tense. And he's the same I am tonight. Not I was back there, I am. The angel of the covenant. Still the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same angel. Notice now, here is the last. It had fleas, it had flies, it had boils. And I want you to notice, they had impersonators. Jambres and Jambies trying to withstand them, done the same things that they was doing until it went so long. In other words, they was preaching a gospel. 
They were going on trying to imitate like Moses and Aaron. But I want you to notice another thing. If you that's going to read now where we left last night from the 6th to the 12th chapter. These magicians, they could bring the things, but they couldn't take them away. You notice? Who was that guy the other day trying to pin knife the Bible and saying the devil could perform miracles of healing? That's wrong. God said, I'm the Lord thy God who heals all of your diseases. Jesus said, if a house be divided against itself, if Satan cast out Satan, then his kingdom's divided. Don't you underestimate the devil. That's right. He's too smart for that. Satan ain't going to cast himself out. He just got you confused, that's all. No, sir, Satan can't cast out Satan. Me cast myself out. Well, I know better than that. Notice, don't you underestimate Jesus Christ either? Because he's a power over all powers. Don't be afraid of Satan as long as you're in him. But if you're not in him, you better tremble. But if you're in him, not even death itself can harm you. You're free from all fear. Oh, when I think of that, I want to shout hallelujah. Amen. Alright. Now we're coming down to the last plague. Last thing. God said, I'm tired fooling now. I'm going to give the last plague. Now I want you to notice, the last plague was death. Now we've had earthquakes. We've had wars and rumors of wars. We've had tidal waves, as Jesus said would be, a sea roaring, man's heart failing, more heart trouble, number one disease, fear, perplexed of time, distress between the nations, horseless carriages in the broadways, all these things fulfilled. But the last plague is death. Not physically speaking, but spiritually speaking. Death spiritually in the church. You notice it was amongst the sons. Spiritual death. The church has got more members than ever have, thriving better than it ever did. And yet the weakest in spirit at it ever was. It's true. That's just like it was in Egypt. Now notice the last thing, but before, oh, amen. Before God let the spiritual death reign, He made a way of escape for those who wanted to. Hallelujah. Oh, I love that. God making a way of escape for those who desired to walk in it. Now, those that didn't desire, all right, they, they got death. Notice, now the 12th chapter, the first verse. Moses, and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you a beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year unto you. Speak ye to all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. If the house be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house. Take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to the eating shall make the count for the lamb. The lamb shall be without blemish. 
How beautiful. A male. The first year. The first year. Watch. Ye shall take it from amongst the sheep and the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the that'd be four days. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Watch the type. The lamb figured is speaking the Lamb of God. Amen. The atonement just before the destruction. Notice it must be a young lamb. It must be a male. The first from the mother Yo. That was Jesus, the first from the Virgin Mary, must be without blemish. It must be kept up and tried to see. And oh, how perfect that figured him. He was the perfect one. He, every enemy had to testify that he was. Even Pilate said, I find no fault in him. Bring me some water. Yeah. Notice, you talk about him. I could call tonight and say, Zachariah, what do you think about him? He would give his expression. I could call even Eve. She could say it, it was the seed that was promised by the woman. I could call Daniel and say, Daniel, what about you? I'll put him on trial with you. He'd say, he is the rock that was hewed out of the mountain. He's the one that I said unto you, a child is born, a son is given. I could call Ezekiel and say, what do you think about him? He said, I see him like clouds under his feet. A moving. I could call John the Baptist and say, what do you think about him? He'd say, I didn't even know him. But he that told me in the wilderness set upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining, he's the one that'll baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. I could call Mary and say, Mary, what do you think about him? Mary would say, I didn't even know a man. But the Holy Ghost overshadowed me and said, that thing that are born in you will be called the Son of God. I just say to a different ones. I say to the Roman, what do you think? You say, well, his friends will testify. What about his enemies? Let's call Pilate. After taking a pan and washing his hands and saying, I find no fault in him, but take him away, do whatever you want to, trying to find political favor. He plunged himself to death up there in Norway and Sweden. Whenever a year they go there to watch that blue water bubbling up again, claim it's the water he washed his hands from Christ. You can't wash him off your hands. No, sir, you can. I look at the Roman centurion. What do you think about him? You're one of his enemies. He put his hand over his heart and said, Truly, that's the Son of God. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. First, he was standing there very bad. Oh, he is ready to condemn and everything. I hear a horse come running, galloping down the street. Here comes the, one of the temple guards. He jumps off the horse. He's got a little piece of paper folded. He runs up before Pilate and bows down, hands him the piece of paper. Old Pilate takes it, you know, in his early that morning, Connie hadn't had his coffee yet. He got up there and looked. He begins to turn white. His knees begin to beat together. Let's look over his shoulder and see what's the matter. What's written on that piece of paper? His pagan wife said, Have nothing to do with this just man, for I've suffered many things in a dream today because of him. Old Judas is character. What do you think about him? He said, I have betrayed innocent blood. And he got a rope in his man and had to go hang himself. Tried him. 
What do you think about him, God? This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Amen. Kept up. No fault in him. Sure. First one from the old mother. The mother Yo, the lamb was. Jesus was the first child of the virgin. Born to virgin birth. Of course he had to be a virgin. No. This. Now I want you to notice again. That all the assembly was to kill him. The assembly, the whole assembly. Now if you notice, watch how that reads. You can see it's a prefigure. Now watch. Fourteen days. The same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And you notice, all Israel stood there and said, away with him. Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. They, from Caiaphas all the way down, witness to his death. Away with him. Give us Barabbas. You notice it? And he died at three o'clock in the evening. They shall kill it in the evening. How beautiful. And they shall take the blood and strike it upon the post of the door and upon the, the post of the house, wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire, unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs shall they eat it. I want you to notice now. Bear with me. Eat it not raw or sodden or with water, but roast with fire. Its head, its legs, as proves thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until morning, and that which remain shall be burnt with fire. Notice beautifully. Now if you kill the lamb, catch its blood. And put it on the lintel of the door. That's the overpiece here. And on the post of the door. Never on the doorstep, on the floor, but on the post and on the lintel. If you'll notice it, it's the perfect cross. Amen. Oh, my. He said, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Notice, what a day. Oh, sinner man, woman, boy, or girl, let this soak into your sinful heart. Just before the coming of Christ, it's time that we take in consideration, check up on ourselves, watch. Now he said, in the evening it was killed. The lamb was on the inside, brought the inside of the house, roasted type of communion, of course. Now he said, come into that house and don't go out no more until morning. Amen. Once under the blood. Hallelujah. Stay there. I hope you get that now. Come under. The howling wolves can come to the windows. I can hear some of them come by and see the young lady that come in, some of the Egyptian girls, and say, Martha, aren't you going to the dance and I have no desire at all? No. Under the blood, something happened. The father was a priest of the house. In the old sanctuary, old time, the father always was a priest. And he had to watch over his household. What a change today! 
The kids watch over the dad. In the modern world. But the father was to watch over his house. He killed the lamb. He took the hossip and put it on the doors, on the lintel, and that was their protection. All right, they stayed in. I see the rest of them going frolicking and carrying on and saying, Look at that bunch of fanatics. Oh, with an old sheep blood on the door, trying to say this hocus pocus, something's going to happen. But it did. Why? God said so. It always is the truth when God says so. There they are, under the blood. They had no desire to go out. Amen. You said desire, Brother Ben? That's right. For there is therefore now, Romans 8, 1, no condemnation to them that's come in at the door. Amen. Amen. I'm not amen in myself, but amen means so be it. I just feel so good I have to holler amen. Look. Come in at the door. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. Amen. There you are. In Christ, desiring to do what the Holy Spirit says do. Don't care what the world's got to say. No condemnation to them that's in Him. Walking after the Spirit. Those Israelites are all in there satisfied. Amen. Here we are. Look at it. I want you to see it now. After a while, it becomes clouds begin to rise. Angry night. People begin to wonder what's happening around here. Kind of a funny feeling. Brother, if there ever was a funny feeling among the nations, it's tonight. Amen. Something's fixing to happen. Hallelujah. Still a song when I see the blood. I'll pass over you. Father! Better look on the door tonight. Check up. Throw them beer cans out of the refrigerator. That deck of cards out the door. Call a prayer meeting in your house. Amen. You may be deacon. You might be trustee. You might be this, that, or the other. But look. What we need today is an old-fashioned, God-sent, Holy Ghost, born revival. Straighten up the nation. It's true. We don't need theologies and so forth. People in their churches, they are trying to make big fine pews and big pipe organs and things. Saying, I belong to this crowd. I belong to that crowd. I'm glad tonight to say as Paul of old before the king in the way that's called heresy. So worship the God of our fathers. Hallelujah. Heresy. Crazy. Foolishness unto the world but glorious to them that are in Christ. Enjoy. Dead. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Hid away in Christ. Say, well, the devil come and got me. No, he never. You went out to him. The Bible said you are dead. Your life is hid in God through Christ, sealed by the Holy Ghost. How could the devil get you? You went out. (laughs) That's right. Devil never got you. Notice. Beautiful. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and we thank you for the word that you spoke to us today with 
may take root in our lives and help us to get more and more revelation for you said your church is built upon revelation but much more so drench us with the spirit holy spirit lord that we might be found to be acceptable before you that token acceptable before you in that great day in the name of jesus christ we pray amen thanks for listening to honey in the rock your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement we hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Justify. 